Okay, if you could just give us a level check, that would be great. Nathan Chen, uh, figure skater, uh, Olympic gold individual men's event. Yeah, right now, I mean, right now I'm most comfortable in like a pair of nice jeans and a sweater, honestly. And honestly, at the end of the day, it's like Vera Wang. Like, you don't argue with Vera Wang, you know, she just gives you what, she gives you what you get. I'm Elizabeth Beisel, two-time Olympic medalist, and I am jumping the press rope to take you inside the Athletes' Villages, some of the most interesting and exclusive places at the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympic Games. We'll talk to athletes whose performances are pushing the medal count on snow and ice, discussing pretty much anything and everything but actually winning medals because we want to go behind the scenes and even Olympic heroes have to eat. Unfiltered conversations from the ground about the daily experiences that make up the real athlete experience of the games. You know, like life and being in the village. Because it isn't all nail-biting pressure and medal ceremonies all the time. You can hear us in the headphones okay? For sure. Okay, we'll get started in three, two, one. Nathan, thank you so much for joining us and taking time out of your very busy schedule here at the Beijing 2022 Olympic Games. Olympic Champion Club, you are now in it. Is it possible for you to put into words the emotions that you're feeling and have felt over the past day or so? It certainly is crazy um, and still doesn't really fully feel real. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's been still you know, less than 24 hours since I finished my free program. So I'm sure, you know, as time goes on, things will set a little bit more, but it's, it's pretty great. Yeah. When you are choosing the song to, you know, do your program to, how does that happen? Is it organic? Do you kind of hear a song? Like you obviously skated to rocket man last night, which was fantastic. What's that process look like? So rocket man was selected by uh, my choreographer, Marie-France Dubray, um, out in Montreal. She's the one of the main coaches for the majority of the um, ice dance teams here. Um, or not the majority, but quite a few ice dance teams. Um, and it, yeah, it was a really fun process to work with, with work with her on this piece of music. Um, she provided me the piece and was like, hey, this is what I envisioned for you. And I had a lot of trust in her. And as we started choreographing it, we just, you know, had more and more fun with it and uh, ended up just being the right right choice for the season. Yeah, and I think everybody could tell that you did have fun with it when you skated yesterday because it just, at least for me, watching at home, it just resonated through the TV screen. It was so much fun to watch. When you pick your outfit to dance, or I'm sorry, to skate to, does that, you know, is there any correlation with the piece that is chosen? You kind of want to match that vibe? Absolutely. So the costumes that I had in both programs were actually designed by Vera Wang and produced by Vera Wang. Um, so it was really cool to be able to work with her. I've worked with her for the past couple of seasons and she's just been, you know, uh, an amazing influence on, uh, on me. And she's just been really fun to work with and, uh, really cool to be able to see how she operates and how professional everything is. And she has a lot of skating knowledge. She actually was a skater herself. So, um, it was a lot of fun to be able to, to work with her on these costumes. That's so cool. Um, you know, for you heading into a final like that, what is the 24 hours prior to that look? Are you sleeping well? What are you eating? How does that pre-comp routine look like for you? For sure. So uh, 24 hours out, we had practice the, the day before, uh, which is like a 30, 40 minute practice um, where we're allowed to run our programs once. And then after that, um, just basically get as much recovery as we can. Uh, 
I went and got some physical therapy, got treatment, um, try to get my body in, you know, tip top shape for the next day. Um, and I had practice. I had to take the, uh, I had to take the six fifteen bus. Um, and I'm pretty religious about giving myself 10 hours of sleep the night before events. Um, and so that would mean that I, I would, I would have to wake up at like five fifteen to catch the six fifteen shuttle. So I went to bed at like seven fifteen, which is pretty early. Um, but fortunately I've been sleeping really well in the village. Beds are super comfortable. So but ha- haven't had any issues there. Um, and yeah, I slept really well. And the next morning I had to go, I competed at around 1230, but I had to be, I had to be, I had to take the six fifteen shuttle, which would require me to basically stay from the time that I got to the rink till the end of my event. Um, so fortunately the USOPC brought a bunch of these, uh, these like free dries, like freeze dried, uh, camper packs. So you just like put boiling water in and you like just mix it up and get, uh, have a meal, uh, which was, I wanted some like real food, um, relative to like a banana and a granola bar. You know, I wanted some, um, uh, almost like a real meal. So. Real sustenance. Yes. So that was perfect. Um, and generally before competitions, I'll have like, you know, just heavy on the carbs. So like rice, pasta, that kind of stuff. Um, and so it was perfect. And I had that, um, had like a little space downstairs where, uh, my trainer actually like put in like a little, a, um, like around the figure skating rink and specific to short track, they have like these, uh, these foam pads. Um, and there's like a bunch of spare ones. So he like threw it in a room and I just like took a nap on that. Um, and then yeah, competed after that. Well, that makes sense because you're at the rink for six to seven to eight hours, which I mean, to me, that's, that's a very long time, especially pre-competition. So there's a lot of time to think about what you're doing and kind of have that settle in. Is there, you know, obviously there are nerves before any skate, especially at the Olympics, but was there one conversation or one moment that you had with somebody in particular before your final skate that kind of made you feel empowered and ready to go? Yeah, there was a couple conversations. One, of course, with my parents and my family. My 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 mom and dad uh, drove out to see my sister, and they had like a little watch party at my sister's house. Uh, so that was really fun. Um, so I gave them a call, just checked in on checked in, let them know how I was doing, um, and that was great. And then uh, I, in the during the meantime, I was also texting my sports psych, um, just giving me you know last words of motivation or inspiration or whatever it is. Um, and then the last. The last combo was with uh, Mariah Bell, who's also on Team USA here at the Olympics, competing in the uh, women's event. Um, and so she came down just say say hi to me, and uh, was was nice. You know, it's nice to have like little moments where you're not really thinking about skating and just like enjoying company with someone else. When you are on the podium as an Olympic champion, can you explain what's going through your mind? Do you even know what's going through your mind, or is it just such a blur that it kind of comes and goes really fast? It's, it definitely comes and goes really fast, but it's really cool to be able to be there in the stadium or like in the, uh, the awards ceremony stadium. And, um, certainly there's like protocol, like you have to walk here and then walk here and then stand behind the podium, wait until your name's called all this stuff. So you know, I kind of think like, Oh, what's, what's the next thing? Like trying to watch like what, what you're supposed to do. Um, but yeah, certainly once you step on the podium, they hand you your medal and then you can like see your flag. Um, and then hear your anthem. It's, it's super cool. So after that podium and after going through the mix zone and all the media and press conferences, you get to the village and it's probably around dinner time at that point. So what was your first post-Olympic champion meal? I uh, went straight to the KMC and Pizza Hut um, and I haven't, I was like, no, I'm not going to eat this until after I'm done competing and then grabbed two chicken sandwiches, had a Coke, uh, had some ice cream, picked out a little bit. It was, it was nice. 
Uh, so well deserved. You don't need to justify that at all. Like, I'm so happy that you got to do that. <laughs> so for you now refocusing, um, are you still kind of on an adrenaline high? Have you been able to sleep a little bit and kind of reset that mind? Yeah, I mean, post-competition is always horrible to sleep. You know, whether you do good or bad, it's like it's so difficult to get to bed. Um, but yeah, I slept a little bit um, and then got back up this morning to do more media. Um, and then after this, probably going to head over and uh, see what events I can catch. Uh, but yeah, I mean, pretty happy overall. How how has the whole media thing been? I'm, I'm sure you are just absolutely blowing up on your phone, social media, interviews. Has, I'm sure like it's been a lot. How are you handling all of that? Um, well, I actually don't have access to my uh, social media right now, which has kind of been a blessing in disguise. Uh, so I've been pretty MIA, MIA from social, um, sub some posts, which, um, you know, I've, I've gotten some help with as well from back at, back at home from in the States, uh, since I don't have access right now. Um, but yeah, beyond that, it's, uh, it's been great. Um, haven't really been too distracted by that and just can kind of focus on being here at the Olympics, um, enjoying the sports on TV and whatnot. Yeah, kind of like doing Olympic things, you know, bigger things than social media. Lastly, is there anything like funny behind the scenes that has happened that maybe somebody like me being at home wouldn't have access to to know about? Could be within the village, on your team, with somebody special? Not off the top of my head, honestly. Everything's been pretty, pretty, uh, I mean, I guess in this world, pretty ordinary. Nothing really super substantial has, ha- has happened, but it's been really fun to like, uh, spend time with my roommates. Um, pin, pin trading is huge here. And one of my friends is, a there's like a, a Coke pin bottle thing where basically you have to go in every day. Um, and I think you have to buy like six drinks and you get like an exclusive Coca-Cola pin. And at the end of the, at the end of the event, like you, all the pins like collect together to form like a Coke bottle. So he's been like super set on getting this Coke bottle. So he's been every day, he's been going to this little, little Coke store, buying a bunch of bottles, uh, which we've been, we've been harping him, harping on him for that. Um, but he's been enjoying it. And uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun otherwise. You should ask him to like buy some for you. Be like, hey, listen, I've been busy. Can you please get me a Coke bottle? <laughs> I'm going to take all his pins once he's done. i keep the pins for myself. <laughs> That's fair. Well, Nathan, we'll let you get to lunch. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Um, and, and seriously, congratulations. What an incredible, incredible accomplishment. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Follow In the Village now on Apple Podcasts to get automatic downloads and tune into the networks of NBC to watch every moment of the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympic Games. And for the first time ever, the Super Bowl and Winter Olympics will be on the same day and the same network. Competition continues at the Winter Olympics tonight and don't miss Super Bowl 56 as the Los Angeles Rams take on the Cincinnati Bengals February 13th on NBC and Peacock. <laughs>